You are listening to a Monash Christian Union Bible Talk. We encourage you to share this with friends and family, but ask that you do not edit it without the permission of the owners. This Bible Talk is designed to supplement belonging to a local church with its teaching and community, not to replace it. We pray this talk helps you love Jesus and become more like Him. Well, hello, Brian. Uh, Welcome to our conversation today. Uh, Most students, I don't think, will know you that well. Uh, You kind of sit in the background. Um, So, uh, Mm. and you're in the focus team when Mm. we're international students. So, uh, do you want to tell us, who is Brian? Who is Brian? Um, Where to start? Well, I guess... um, it would be wise to start with my family, my wife. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, married to Monday. Uh, well, it's an interesting name, but her name is literally Monday. Uh, yeah, and she is from Macau, um, it, which is a part of China, if you don't know. Um, and I have a three-year-old son. Um, yeah. Do you know how Monday got her name, Monday? Yes, I do actually. So, her Chinese name um, has a one in. So, so one, one uh, that's one of the characters, uh, one. So, she, she just thought, oh, Monday is also one, day one. So, I'll just choose Monday. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's a bit unusual, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm from Malaysia. Um, yeah. And. I've grew up there half my life, but um, half my life somewhere else, which yeah, I can tell you more about. Yeah, in a bit. yeah. And you have mm. a son. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to say his name is Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how old is Daniel? Uh, three year old. Yeah, right. So just kicking into the what? Well, it's past the troublesome twos, but just into the. Terrible threes? I don't know what the... Yeah, is. yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems like he, he's still in the terrible three. Yeah. And yeah, it's very, very cheeky. Um, yeah, it's, but it's 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 fun because he, he's gaining more language and understanding of uh, different things. And it's, it's fun communicating with him and, you know, even he- hearing his thoughts on <laughs> different things like trucks and... Yeah planes and things like that yeah. yeah is he does he have a favorite type of uh machine that he likes oh yes he's he's crazy about uh construction trucks so like excavator dump truck yeah. uh yeah all, all these kinds of things which we have one outside today so if you hear random beeping through this podcast you'll know what it is <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of construction work he, he would love to see them yeah <laughs> yeah Excellent. Um, and so uh, that's kind of your your family picture. Um, what are your what are your passions in life? What kind of describes you as a human being? Mm. Yeah, um, quite a few. Um, I believe we'll, we'll go into the ministry side of things uh, later. But so obviously that's one passion of mine: uh, sharing the gospel, uh, especially to international students. Um, but other than that, um, my pas- I'm passionate about sports, uh, especially basketball. But I, I generally enjoy um, all sort of sports. Uh, yeah, I just went um, bouldering f- for the first time last week. 
It was just a lot did of your, fun. Did your hands get really sore by the end? That's always my problem. Uh, it, yeah, it got a bit sore, but it, it was. I realized when I washed my hands with hot water, <laughs> started to hurt a little bit. So yeah, yeah. But it was it was lots of fun. Yeah, excellent. Um, and so uh, NBA, particularly in the US, or where's the? Oh yeah. So that's the one weird thing about me. Um, there's more people generally who who watch NBA but don't play basketball, and then there's there's uh, also a bunch of people who play basketball and watch NBA. I'm in the minority, which love to play basketball, but I have no interest in NBA. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just the ball in your hands, not the, the yeah, thing on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And are you playing in like a social comp at the moment, or? That's kind of nah. I I I used to play a lot with friends like uh, weekly, but you know now that I've a child, <laughs> it's very hard to to play often, uh, especially because you know I am already out quite often with ministry, so um, going out more, it, it's a bit hard on my wife. Yeah, yeah. And what does Monday do? Does Monday work or is she stay at home mom? Yeah, she she works. Um, she she's currently working four days um no sorry three and a half and she's working as a data scientist at uh nab yeah right yeah so works with like modeling and uh, things well not the fashion kind of modeling uh, if you get what i mean yeah 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 Yeah, data modeling yeah data modeling cool uh i'm gonna want to dive back into it because i want to ask how you guys met but i also want to talk about uh, your childhood growing up because I think that's helpful and important. So, talk us through uh, what was it like to grow up in Malaysia? Yep. Um, yeah, well, it's, it was lots of fun. Uh, it, it's, well, even though I never grew up in Australia, but uh, I can imagine it, it's quite different uh, because uh, well, one big difference is you grow up with just very many different cultures um, and many different languages, like just in everyday life. Uh, I mean, now in Melbourne, there's lots of cultures, but you, you don't really hear that many languages, like everyday life. Uh, what was the language that you guys spoke at home? Yeah, so because in Malaysia, there's uh, three, uh, I guess, biggest uh, ethnicity. Uh, so there's Indians, um, Malays, and uh, Chinese. So I, I heard lots of uh, Malay and Chinese uh, as I was growing up, but in, in, in terms of family, um, you know, there's like Mandarin, Cantonese, Hakka. Um, there's also uh, something called um, Fuzhouhua. Uh, yeah, so that's that's bunch. Yeah. So did you, as in, were you bilingual from the start? I'm trying to work out what <laughs> language you learned around the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's... I'm I'm still a bit confused about that myself. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I guess the short answer is yes. I grew up uh, at least bilingual. Uh, so um, when when someone asked me what's my what's my first language or mother tongue, um, I hesitate a bit because it's either it. My gut feeling is that it's it's Mandarin, but uh, or it could have been English as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, that's, that sounds quite different to growing up in Australia where it's like, cool, English, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a hesitation for me to say what I learned because I don't know anything else. Uh, mm. 
Cool. And family situation, so mum, dad, brothers, sisters or? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so uh, mum and dad uh, and a younger brother and younger sister. But yeah, my sister is um, seven years younger than me. So quite All right, quite, quite an age gap. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you were in Malaysia for a little while. What's, what's school like in Malaysia? Mm. Um, so I went to, so, okay, in Malaysia, th- there's different types of school. Um, not like Australia, it's just English. But in Malaysia, there's like Malay school, there's uh, Chinese school, and there's also like private English school. Uh, so I went to the um, Chinese school uh, growing up. And that was, yeah, that was fun. Um, well, because Malay is still the national language, so you still have to learn Malay. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, other things, uh, you, you would learn it in, you know, Mandarin um, and, and, well, a bit of English as well. So, yeah. yeah. How competitive is primary school? Do you get ranked in stuff much or? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we do get ranked and uh, depending on the, like, like um, a class is also huge. I, th- I think in Australia it's, how how many? Twenty to twenty five, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. something like that. So in Malaysia, it's like up to maybe forty yeah, right. students in in one class, and uh, you get ranked yeah from one to forty plus, and and also there's also a bigger rank, as in um, year wide rank, where if you get ranked uh, higher, you get to go into the higher class, uh, as in I guess you could call it. Uh, more elite class. Yeah, right. So you you pretty much know where you stand from primary school in some ways, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of ingrained into you. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the... Uh, are there some, like, culturally, are there some significant differences in the way that you would um, treat those older than you than you've kind of noticed it's different to Australia or other kind of cultural differences? Oh yes, de- definitely. So um, we, we we definitely. Well, I don't want to sound offensive, but <laughs> we, we definitely uh, have a higher respect of uh, people older than us. Um, yeah, especially uh, you know our, our aunts or uncles or um, you know grandma, gran- grandpa, um, and. It's funny because, especially in family gatherings, uh, we have to call, well, the children have to call uh, every single auntie, uncle, or or grandma uh, first. Like, say, oh, um, aunt, uh, please eat. Uncle, please eat. So we have to call everyone's name first, and then we can eat. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and yeah. they have to eat first. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's quite different to Australia, isn't it? Where yeah. it's often like the kids just get tucked in, they just go straight for the food. Yeah. Mm. So you grew up in Malaysia for how many years? 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Uh, and then you moved after that. Where did you mm. move to? So um, at 11, my, my dad went to China to work, to Shanghai. And so our family uh, followed him. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I went there for uh, a last bit of my primary school and then, yeah. All of high school? Well, yeah, hi- all of high school. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what was there any noticeable differences between Malaysia and Shanghai? Mm. What What's the main language in Shanghai? Is it Mandarin or Cantonese? It's actually Mandarin. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they have their own Shanghainese dialect, but it's, it's not used much in the public. It's more like you use it at home. Yeah. yeah. So the the shift was not too bad then in terms of language and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. 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 Too? Yeah. So yeah, I was blessed in, in that way growing up in a, I guess, um, Mandarin speaking environment. So that, that wasn't too bad. But uh, funnily enough, because I, I went to an American school. Yeah. Right. Uh, so so that was in terms of English, that was hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I knew English in Malaysia, but it wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I guess that made it easier when you came to Australia. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, what's... Um, are there any particularly cultural differences between Malaysia and Shanghai? I guess you don't have the kind of cacophony of various cultures and languages that you do in Malaysia and Shanghai, but are there any particular differences that you noticed? Um, yes. So, even though, like, you know there's still in general that chinese culture there so a lot lots of similarities um but there there were still differences like uh, i guess competitiveness is even higher even uh, higher right yeah, okay. I, I, yeah in china how how is it even higher because i in my mind i go you're ranked in your class and then in your year and then you shift around depending on where you're ranked in which class you're in and you kind of mm-hmm. get like the advanced stream or whatever how is it even more competitive? I don't understand what the next level could be on top of that. <laughs> well, it, it's just, I, I guess, the amount of stress you you get or, or the amount of uh, expectation that your family give you or, or your peers or your society gives you. Um, it, yeah, so in terms of that, it's more competitive for for. You know, people in China, uh, as well as uh, th- there's something called Gao Kao, which is um, it- it's a bit like a uh, uh, it's sort of, but not not similar to uh, what what's the thing you do at Year Twelve that exam? Uh, VCE. Yes, VCE. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit like that, but but like up a couple notch, um, where it's it's super stressful for for students. To, you know. They they have to study really hard for that, uh, you know. M- many get depressed, uh, you know, f- f- from that process. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's super high pressure. Mm. Then you finish high school and you came to Australia for university. Mm. What what drove that decision to come to Australia? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. So uh, I I I did something called IB. Yeah. Uh, in in my high school, and so I technically could choose to go wherever. Um, so the U.S. kind of went to my mind a little bit, but I'm like, nah, U.S. doesn't seem like a good place to go to or yeah. live. <laughs> um, uh, thought about Europe, but then that's a that's quite like too far. I think feels too far away from family, uh, and Australia. Oh, it's you know not too far and heard about kangaroos uh, but but <laughs> have you ridden a kangaroo yet <laughs> oh, oh I, I i want to still <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh more seriously uh, uh other than 
it being closer in proximity. Uh, I also had a cousin uh, who studied here. So that was also something like, oh, you know, I, I already have someone I know. Uh, so that, that is attractive. Mm. So I came. Yeah. Then you came to Australia. Uh, so I kind of want to interweave in the story of your study. Where did you grow up? Like, were your parents Christians? Did you grow up in a Christian home? Or, like, where? And then how did that transition? How did you come to trust Jesus? Yeah, so um, it was a blessing growing up uh, at a in, in a Christian family. Uh, my my parents were were faithful Christians, um, uh, but I didn't actually take that faith for myself uh, at at a, at a young age. It was more like a a duty. Um, you know, my parents are Christians, so I should call myself a Christian. Um, up until I was about maybe 17 mm-hmm. years old. Um, yeah. During that time, uh, God really worked in my heart. And so a, a, a bit of context. Uh, so I, I was, I guess, uh, struggling with lust and things like that. Uh, even before that, but even before that, I wouldn't call it a struggle because I didn't thought, I, I didn't think anything was wrong with, you know, yeah lust or pornography or things like that um but uh at about around 17 i I suddenly realized oh this is not right this is something wrong so looking back i know that was the spirit working in me um and so because of that i wanted help and I obviously didn't want to chat to my parents about that yeah, yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons. And I didn't know who to turn to. So um, one night, I, yeah, in my room, I just prayed to God, say, God, uh, if you were real, then let me know or, or, or help me. Um, so since then, well, even though God didn't help me right away with with you know, my struggle of lust. Uh, but uh, after that prayer, I started to actually listen at church instead of just playing with my brother yeah. um, or sleeping. Uh, and a, a friend um, at around the same time invited me to youth group. Uh, so I went to that and I, I heard the, the gospel and, you know, about how Jesus died for my sins and that I, I am actually sinful. Um, and I, and I need him. And so that was such a, just such a great news to me. And I quite quickly, um, accepted Christ. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. At the age of 17. Yeah. What, what's it like being a Christian in Shanghai? Mm. Cause I think from Australia, we have this kind of view of China's quite hard to be a Christian, but what, what was it actually like? Yep. My, my my experience is a little bit unique uh, yeah. as in compared to local Chinese people uh, because I, I was already in kind of like a, how should I say, uh, expat community yeah. uh, because of being in American school and things like that. And, and actually, um, people who are foreigners weren't allowed to go to local Chinese churches. So I, I, w- I wasn't actually in a Chinese church. Uh, I was in a like yeah foreigner church, so 
in that kind of environment, I think that was, yeah, it was okay. Like it, it didn't feel hard to become a Christian. Yeah. Um, well, uh, of course that said, um, in my high, in my high school environment, like most people weren't Christian. So, so in, in, in terms of school environment, that was hard becoming a Christian because, um, yeah, you know, people would see, look at you weird and, you know, kind of mock you sometimes. Um, yeah. And so, so that was, it wasn't super tough, but it was, yeah, th there were some difficult times there. Um, but, uh, it, w it was really helpful having that, especially youth group, uh, Christian community, uh, that to, to support me as well as uh, I have mentors who mentor me. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. So then 17, you've just become a Christian. Mm. I assume you finished high school around 18. Is that the transition point or is it 19 or? Uh, for me, it was 19. Yeah. Yeah. 19. Yeah. And then you decide, all right, I'm going to go to Australia. So you leave family behind, come to Australia with one cousin in Australia mm. to study. Uh, what was it like being in a new place, new city, uh, new culture, new country, and being still a relatively young Christian? Because you, what, Christian for maybe a year and a half, two years at that point? Yep, yep. Into Australia. Um, yeah, talk us through that. What was that like, arriving in Australia for the first time, mm. figuring out how life worked? Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad, actually. Like, uh, I think my, my, my experience is... Um, unlike most international students experience <laughs> because most international students would go from their home country straight to Australia whereas I've already lived in another place uh, China for, for many years so I kind of have that experience of going to a new place already um, so so that that helped um so I adapted quite easily. Uh, also, it, it helped to have a cousin here to kind of show me around, bring me to church, bring me to uh, CU, uh, actually. Oh, so they were already involved in CU. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Brought you yeah. On. So yeah. focus uh, at Melbourne Uni. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you were studying at Melbourne? Yes. What did you study? Uh, psychology. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so you're studying psychology, what, which is five years or something or three years? Well, I, I just did bachelor's, yeah. um, which is three years. I, I didn't do the honors and masters. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so you've kind of finished that. Are there any, I guess, are there any highlights of your time in Melbourne CU as a student? Mm, yes. Um, well, I feel like I should say, oh, oh it's not as good as Monash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is of course true which is of course true but 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 <laughs> but uh the, the the good part yeah of of uh being at Melbourne CU for my student life was um yeah get, getting involved with with focus there um i i, I really it, th that was a a good point of my life where i grew a lot in my faith uh as well as uh, had a chance to be encouraged to um, step up uh, and, and serve in, um, for example, uh, leading a Bible study, uh, get, getting trained uh, in those things. 
So that was, yeah, re really good. And, and that was also where I uh, was encouraged to think about the apprenticeship, um, which yeah was was definitely very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you finished your three three years bachelor, four years bachelor, yep, whatever three, three. three years. Um, what did you do then? Did you go straight into apprenticeship, or did you work for a few years? Or yeah, so um, the the although the general recommendation is you know finish your study, get a few years uh, work experience, and then come do apprenticeship. Uh, at that time, because so for for context, um, at the end of my high school, so the, the last year, I I um, felt like a calling to to ministry um, and e even though I, I wasn't fully sure about that yet actually at first I, I, I kind of rejected that and didn't want to do it but um, you know God worked it what, what was that like was that like I feel like calling is one of those terms that's <laughs> yeah unhelpfully yeah. vague yeah describe what, what what was that like like what did it mean to have a calling to full-time ministry at that point for you yeah, yeah. What I would understand as, as the word calling now, uh, a bit different from back then. But uh, I mean, I cannot deny my experience. Uh, it, it was, it's quite different from most people. So uh, long story short, I felt God kind of speaking to me, uh, not audibly, but like quite clearly, you know, um, that he wanted me to do ministry. But uh, I guess how I knew that wasn't me on my head is that I, I, I like literally said no um, at that point. Uh, it, took, it took me a while to kind of be okay or, or actually be, be open to that thought. Uh, so I guess in terms of calling, um, I, I would say, you know, do, do you have a heart for the gospel going out? Um, to, to people who, who don't have it and uh, people who are lost. Yeah, right. So let me just push in there just one more bit on, mm. you said um, you felt like God was speaking to you, not audibly. What did what did that look like on a, on a practical level? I'm just trying to help us define that. Was it like this kind of impulse in your heart that you were kind of like, no, or uh, were you convicted by scripture or what the kind, what was that? What did it look like to have God speaking to you? Not audibly, but what did that actually? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you're talking about that kind of instance, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which is why I say it, it's it's probably different from most people because I was at a, at a church camp, uh, and uh, like a youth camp, and then um, doing one of our, uh, I guess, praise and worship session um well, uh, one of my mentor came came up to me and say, "Oh, um, I I feel like God wants to speak to you, but I don't know what it is. Uh, so you know, you should pray about it." So I, I prayed, and then as I I was praying, my knees started to get like really heavy, and I just had to kneel down. Um, so physically, and then I I kept praying, and I just um almost hear a voice uh you know in my head saying you know Brian I want you to do ministry um yeah and and so there was almost like a back and forth conversation with God 
um, yeah. So so that that was that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I'm not saying you know that should be the normal experience. Uh, actually, most people don't have that experience, and and also I, I think that experience you you have to kind of um, test it mm. or or, or yeah. you know get affirmation from. Uh, you know your your pastor or, or your mentor, uh, Christians around you. Um, yeah, so I guess there, there are caveats around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really helpful. Um, so you had that back then, but you kind of said no, and then mm. it took you a few years. And mm. so when you finished your psychology degree, you then went in straight into a ministry apprenticeship. Is that? Yes. Yes. Uh, yep. I, I struggled a bit with that, whether to to work first or or to go straight into. Uh, yeah, so ended up going straight into it. Yeah, right. And then two years of ministry apprenticeship, study at Bible College full-time, and then yep. Monash. Yep. So talk us through that, um, the decision to come to Monash as opposed to Melbourne, because you studied at Melbourne and you did your apprenticeship at Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, and then you studied at Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming out of Ridley, how did Dan work his magic to get you at Monash focus? Ah, uh. <laughs> Cause you know Dan with his sweet mouth <laughs> just just convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, well, uh, so at at that time, I I, I did consider, I, I did seriously consider Melbourne as well. Yeah. Uh, because you know, you know I've been there basically my whole student life as well as um, Bible college life. So um, it, it's definitely familiar uh, and. It's easy if I just work there, but um, I, at that time I, I, I wanted to think more about the need. So where where, where is there more need uh, around Victoria? Um, so why why not overseas? So why not the like overseas mission vibe? Yes, yes. I I, I was actually working towards that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So what changed your mind? Well, um. I guess the big, biggest factor is that, so around, perhaps around that time, I, I don't remember clearly. Um, it was when uh, China and, and you know the Ch- the Chinese you know, government basically uh, had a huge crackdown on, yeah. on missionaries, overseas yeah. missionaries, and kicked out a, like a bunch of them, like probably most of them. And I have two friends who who actually were. Um, Michaud's there and, and they were kicked out and, and so it seems like that door kind of closed for, for, for me mm. um, because I don't have a passport like a Chinese passport so I, yeah, I cannot course. easily get access to it um, and so I, I guess that, that, that was also it, it was very sad for me uh, mm. at, at that time um, but I think God helped me to work out oh you know is uh, what do you care about? What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about the land of China itself or the people? And my answer was clear that, you know, I, I, I cared about the people. So, uh, and, and there were many Chinese people uh, here in Melbourne as well. So um, that helped me to be okay with not going, uh, at, at least, you know, not now. And so I started to think more about, okay, 
where can I um, serve here uh, in international ministry, um, but also where, where, there, it, where is there more need? Um, mm. yeah. yeah, and so Monash, which I guess has a lot of uh, Chinese international students coming to Monash. Mm. And one of the great things that you do at Monash in Focus is lead a Bible study in Mandarin, if I'm not wrong. Uh, not this year, but, not this but year, okay. in the previous years. I was wrong, yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, previous yeah. years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's very helpful for international students that can't speak English well and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's that's amazing to hear the kind of story and the way that God's worked through that and that you've kind of finally come to the best university, Monash, to yes. work in Focus. Uh, you've now been a Focus worker for how many years? Six. Six. Mm. Wow. Uh so over those six years, quite a long time, uh, is there any particular highlights of your focus ministry? Oh, that, that's a lot. Yeah, just one. <laughs> which, is, which is why it's hard. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Maybe, maybe, yeah, one, one highlight is um, just being able to share the gospel to students, from, especially from countries who... Um, if they just stayed in their country, would either not have any access to the gospel or would have limited access uh, to gospel. Yeah. And many come and then they they have this open access to the gospel as well, not not just in terms of uh, practical access, but just their own heart is more open. Uh, Many have expressed that because they, they want to, oh, think about, you know, what other cultures are, are maybe learn more about uh, Australia and, oh, uh, in their view, Australia is a Christian country, which, yeah, you know, even yeah. though, you know, it's not. Um, but yeah, so, so that uh, is very exciting for me as well as uh, something linked to that, which is um, sending them back with the gospel. Uh, so like, for example, China, which uh, I was talking about, I personally may not have easy access into that country with the gospel, but they do because they they have the passport and they can freely go back, freely share the gospel. Well, not, not, not completely freely, but, but they can share the gospel much better uh, than me. Uh, So that really excites me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's crazy to think that like the, um, so many people from so many countries come to Australia and actually we we have the somewhat responsibility also the privilege of mm. sharing the gospel, training them up and actually sending them back to their mm. country with the gospel, potentially to places that are unreached with the gospel. That, mm. Like how exciting that we can be part of that, the gospel going forth in so many different ways. Uh, as we wrap up, I just want to revisit one thing you said. So when you became a Christian, you were convinced that um, the lust that you were dealing with um, was sinful and was a problem. Um, But you also said that didn't go away straight away. Mm. So how did you tackle that, I guess, over a bit of a longer term? Because it wasn't something that just instantly, like you became a Christian instantly, no lust anymore. That's not how it worked. Mm. Um, So how did you, I guess, is it a continual struggle? I mean, you've, probably found ways of dealing with it how long did that kind of intense struggle go for were there any helpful things that you found 
as you become a Christian, what's what are some helpful things? Because I, I assume there's a lot of students on campus that actually are dealing with those kind of struggles. Yeah, yeah. Take that question whichever way you want. <laughs> yep. Um, maybe one thing that helped me at that time was um, just re- reading scripture and s- learning more about how God views things like lust. Um, but not only that, but also learn more about how God views sinners like, like me who, who struggle and, and fall and, you know, uh, make mistakes. Um, and I think that really helped me to not only see lust as sin rather than, you know, kind of wrap it up with, um, nice things like the society does uh, and ignore it as sin so it it helps me see it clearly as sin but also uh, it it doesn't crush me because I am clear I know how God sees me as his son we have the grace of of God as well as uh, the love uh, of God Um, so that that really helped me um the other thing that helped me was uh, accountability. Um, so either with um, my mentor at that time or um, a, a few you know, guy, close guy friends, um, we you know, just share honestly about um, well, where I can share honestly about my struggles and, and they, they can keep me accountable. You know, ask me those honest questions, like, mm. you know. How, how are you going with your struggle this week? Or, you know, things like that. Uh, it, it really helps me um, to be, I guess, more actively um, aware and, and um, working on my struggle rather than just cruising. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's excellent. So there's uh, biblical truth that's so helpful and mm. then also accountability with other Christians mm. um, in that struggle. Um, and I think you're right in the sense that for guys, Christian guy friends or mentors are the, the best people, likewise for girls. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a helpful thing. There's, a bit, there's just honesty that happens in that mm. space that's helpful. Um, yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's helpful for us in thinking through what is for a lot of particularly guys, but also can be girls, um, quite a besetting sin, a sin that keeps cropping mm. up and is hard to deal with, especially in a culture that's so like... Yeah. focused on it in so many different ways excellent well uh thank you for your time brian uh what no I, we love to do to end this podcast is um for the guests to pray so would you like to lead us in prayer uh thanking god for his grace in christ and his love for us that would be excellent yeah sure father we thank you so much for your son jesus and how he has uh come uh, down to to the world uh, to save us, uh, sacrifice his own life uh, for us, even though uh, we did not know him, even though we have rejected him. Um, and God, um, like how you saved me, uh, we thank you for saving uh, many uh, people at CU as well as uh, Focus. And um, we pray that uh, we, we know that you will continue to do that. 
And, and so we, uh, we pray that you will help us to continue uh, to take that truth out uh, onto the campus, um, sharing with them you know, honestly about uh, how uh, God has, uh, how you have saved us, uh, sharing our experience with them um, and uh, helping them to see uh, the love of Christ. Um, and God, we um, thank you as well that you're sovereign uh, and that each and every one of our lives, uh, we have different stories, uh, different experiences, uh, but God, uh, your work in, in each of our lives is, is clear um, and we can uh, see, we can look back and see uh, your work um, clearly in our lives and thank you for that. And God, we pray uh, that one day um, when, when you return, uh, we would see uh, more people uh, together with us um, worshiping you at your throne. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Monash Christian Union Bible Talk. We long to see everyone at Monash University know a disciple-making disciple of Jesus Christ. If you have been blessed by this ministry and would love to support Monash Christian Union, you can do so via the link in the podcast description.